Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Brian Post podcast, a devotional. Glad to have you here. For those of you that have been following along, you know that we have been going through the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to be looking at verses 1 to 5 today. I'm just going to go ahead and jump into the text with Paul uh, saying, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling, and my speech was my speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power, that your faith may not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Many young preachers often find themselves easily falling into the trap of placing excessive confidence and emphasis on homiletics, that is the art of preaching, and perfecting their elocution. This tendency arises from the fact that today's preaching, in in many ways, has become a form of, of Christian entertainment. We all have our favorite preachers for various reasons. They're the ones who captivate us with their eloquent speech, motivate us, inject humor in their sermons, avoid lengthy preaching, deliver thought-provoking messages, and manage to convict us without making us feel judged. Yes, we, we all have our favorite preachers. You may have encountered the expression that he or she is an anointed preacher multiple times throughout the years, but have you ever questioned its significance? What, what, what does it really mean? Does it serve as a euphemism for someone who possesses great charisma or manages to captivate our attention? What do we mean by they're anointed? From the verses above, Paul doesn't speak of being anointed per se in this in this verse, but he, he does mention coming in power and in demonstration of the Spirit. But what does this mean? We know that it doesn't mean coming with a silver tongue or showing an air of authority with a charismatic homiletic that was perfectly elocuted. No, Paul said that he came in weakness, fear, and with much trembling. What would happen if Paul went to a Toastmasters meeting? We can almost imagine the scene. A Toastmasters meeting in ancient Corinth. Members are gathered for the regular session, and it's Paul's turn to deliver a speech about Christ. The room is filled with anticipation as Paul (laughs) steps up to the podium. So Paul starts by saying good evening, esteemed Toastmasters. 
Today, I want to share the incredible story of a man named Jesus, who was the Christ. He changed my life and continues to transform the lives of countless others. And then, of course, Paul begins to passionately describe the life teachings and the miracles of Jesus, emphasizing, uh, emphasizing rather the significance of his sacrifice and his message. So then when Paul's done, we have the evaluations come. That's the way it works at a Toastmasters meeting. You give a speech, and then it's evaluated. So the first evaluator, he might say something like, Thank you, Paul, for your speech. Your enthusiasm was truly infectious. However, let's dive into some constructive feedback, shall we? First of all, your use of uh, rhetorical devices like alliteration and repetition was remarkable. We noticed that you tended to use long sentences so breaking them up into shorter puncher statements would enhance your overall impact. Paul might say something like, ah, okay, I see. So shorter sentences for more impactful delivery. Got it. Now we're going to move on to the next evaluator who might say something like, Paul, your storytelling abilities are exceptional. Uh, the antidotes about your personal encounter with Jesus were both engaging and relatable. However, we couldn't help but notice that your speech lacked visual aids or props. A few illustrations or props could help solidify your points even further. Paul might say, ah, visual aids, okay. The next time I might uh, bring along a few miracles to illustrate my point. Water into wine, anybody? And then the room would chuckle, of course, at Paul's remarks. Then you come to the final evaluation, and that, that, that Toastmaster might say something like, Paul, your passion for the topic was evident and your conviction was inspiring. However, there were moments when you, your speech seemed to wander off into deep theological discussions. Simplifying complex con uh, concepts could, could make it easier for a broader audience to grasp your message. <clears throat> And Paul would say, oh, okay, simplify, simplify, simplify. Okay, I will strive very hard to make the profound more accessible. Thank you for your feedback. And Paul would take his notes and nod his head appreciative, appreciatively as he absorbs the evaluations. And then he might end by, before he sits down, by saying something like, Toastmasters, your input is invaluable. I appreciate your encouragement and suggestions. And together we can strive um, to spread the good news to uh, even more in an even more effective way. In this light-hearted scenario, even the great Apostle Paul would receive quote-unquote constructive feedback from the Toastmasters at the meeting. However, to be clear, Paul was not interested in being known for his gifting, calling, his ability to speak, or talent. Paul says, in this text, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, that your faith should not uh, be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. If Paul were to receive feedback from a Toastmasters group in ancient Corinth, although the evaluations may offer some valuable insights on a natural level, such as using shorter impactful sentences, incorporating visual aids, or simplifying complex concepts, Paul would remind us that his focus was not on being an eloquent or charismatic speaker. Instead, he recognized that his strength came from relying on the power of the Spirit to convey the message of Christ. The temptation for any preacher to eat, emphasize eloquence, uh, 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 sorry, um, yeah, sorry, eloquence rather, and homiletics and captivating performances is, uh, is in fact a very real temptation. 
However, Paul's example reminds us that the true power lies not in persuasive human words or performances, but in the demonstration and in the power of God, in the demonstration of the Spirit and power of God, I should say. Of course, this begs another question of us, what does Paul mean by demonstration of the Spirit and power? Perhaps a discussion for uh, another day. But today, may we, um, like Paul, seek to rely on God's power rather than on men's wisdom in every area of our life, knowing that it's through the Spirit's demonstration that lives are transformed and faith is deepened. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home. Thank you.